0: Hey, guys, it's Zeno here from A to Z. Coming up on the show today, Arthur Smith makes one thing perfectly clear, plus a winning number for the Atlanta Hawks. I'll tell you what that is and the college football playoff proposed rankings all coming up next right here on A to Z. This is A to Z with Mark Zeno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. How did we get here? If you're not the number one pick, guess what? You have no guarantee. That's where you are. And it starts. Does that make me a genius? Yes. Now. Good afternoon. Welcome to ADZ here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I ask, why don't you trust the process? Welcome in. We are live here on this Tuesday. appreciate you guys joining us. Give me a follow on Twitter at Locked On ATL. I'm at Mark Zino, M A R K Z I N N O. Don't forget to subscribe to that YouTube channel. Give a thumbs up and a like to all the content there as well. We are on Roku TV. However you get your Roku TV, whether it's the Amazon Fire Stick or anywhere else, download that Roku TV app and check out all the shows on Locked On Sports Atlanta. hope everybody is staying warm out there. Got chilly in Atlanta over the last 24 hours. That means it's beanie weather. So if you're watching on the uh, on the YouTube channel, on the uh, Locked On Sports Atlanta YouTube channel, you get my beanie. Today's the beanie. It's the, the fashion statement that I like to make. All right. Uh, we've got a lot to get to here. And starting with the Falcons, you know, I was out at, Uh, Arthur Smith's press conference yesterday. And I genuinely thought that my fellow media members, uh, and I talked about this yesterday, were going to make some sort of deal about, you know, Justin Fields not being uh, the Falcons draft pick years ago, and they're facing him now, and look how well he's playing. And, you know, I'm sure that will be the the, the talk after the game is over, because honestly, I I don't know that the Falcons are going to win this one. But beyond that, um, I thought that was going to be some of the talking points from the media. It was not. It was still the same Conversations about Marcus Mariota and whether Desmond Ritter should be the starter. And Arthur Smith, you know, he is. Guys, he's. I have to like again in the beginning of the year. I jumped on for the way he was handling press conferences. um Probably, probably a snap judgment. I don't think I was necessarily wrong in the moment for saying he could have handled things better. But I really like Arthur Smith. And again, there's. You guys don't see this, but there's sort of two versions of Arthur Smith, the one you see in the press conference and the guy that's after. Because after the press conference ends, we get to talk with him a little bit more and just have some fun and joke with him and, and go over certain topics and things of that nature, and you see a different side to him. In those press conferences, he's going to be very buttoned up and very short and very you know, direct about his answers, and he's not going to mince words and all that stuff. So when he's asked repeatedly about the quarterback situation, he's made it clear over and over again, he's not benching Marcus Mariota, period. He's not doing it. And I've tried to tell you guys this for weeks that it's not going to go down this way. And as long as the Falcons are mathematically alive for a playoff spot, Marcus Mariota will be the starter. Why? Because he gives the team the best chance to win. We've been over this. Arthur Smith has told you from the beginning of the year, he thinks tanking is stupid. He's not here to waste a season. He doesn't believe in that. He wants to win. And that's what you should want out of your coach. And in the meantime, he's telling you that Desmond Ritter is not the better option over Marcus Mariota. And you're going to ask why? Well, he said so yesterday in his press conference. It's about the things he asks his quarterback to do at the line of scrimmage. Pre-snap reads, reading the defense, making offensive line calls, setting up protection, things of that nature that he just doesn't have a grasp of yet. Why throw him out there to get him murdered? Guys, if you are trying to learn to ride a motorcycle and you've never actually ridden a bike, why would you just throw somebody on a motorcycle and go, have fun, figure it out? That's stupid. All you're going to do is crash and get yourself hurt. What don't you understand about this? Well, why don't we just see what we have? Because he's not ready. He's not ready to... One, Arthur Smith isn't ready to see what he has. Two, Desmond Ritter isn't ready. And oh, by the way, on top of it all, just throwing him out there with this offensive line is a terrible idea. It doesn't make any sense. Marcus Mariota is getting snaps thrown all over the place. Nobody can block for the guy. Like what don't you objectively see about this that is a bad idea you guys keep screaming to see what you got screaming to, uh, seeing what you got isn't in the cards until this thing is over and fans you got to make up your mind you you have to make up you have to decide what you want you know when the Falcons were in first place we're all sitting here going yeah we got to shot out the playoffs we got to shout out the playoffs and, and, and no one's saying anything other than well it's not sustainable 2 weeks later we're sitting here screaming, oh you got to you got to bench the starter. No. Make up your damn mind. Figure out what you want. Do you want a team that's trying to win and make the playoffs or do you want a team that's tanking and trying to quote figure out what they got? If you want a team that's tanking, then don't be upset when things take longer than what you want. Don't get mad when you are still in a rebuild for three and four years down the road and can't get out of last place. Because that's what, what this leads to. Arthur Smith's trying to win games, and he is trying to figure out what he got with, with the other 51 players on the roster that aren't quarterbacks. And to Arthur Smith's defense, he's right. This team makes so many mistakes in so many different areas. Again, bad snaps, bad offensive line play. Receivers not running the right routes. Balls getting dropped. Defenders getting beat. No pass rush. Bad tackling at times. Like, this this is a comedy of errors in certain games. It was a comedy of errors on Thursday night. Against a team that's very, very average, if not below average. So, why do you want to see Desmond Ritter so bad? Because Arthur Smith understands one simple thing. You put Desmond Ritter in. The chances of you losing are a hell of a lot bigger than you winning. As I said before, Ritter's ceiling right now is no higher than Mariota's, But the floor is a lot lower. And for a coach who has said repeatedly, I'm not tanking, I think it's stupid, I'm here to win football games, then guess what? He told you all you need to know. He genuinely did. So, I'm not sure what what what... Fans don't understand about this. And I don't understand why you don't trust the coach. That I don't get. I don't see anybody screaming about, find new offensive linemen. We're screaming, find a new, put, put a new quarterback in. It's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. And what you fans aren't doing is pivoting with new information. You're still stuck on this narrative. I was stuck on a narrative too at the beginning of the year. You have to see what you have in Ritter. You have to see what you have in Ritter. I screamed it louder than anybody. That it's derelict if you don't see what you have in Ritter. New information comes along, got to pivot. It's not the case. Because I genuinely believe, and Arthur Smith has said this, he said it yesterday, we're playing the guys that we need to play to win games. If we thought somebody was better at any position, we would make the change. It's that simple. Right? I mean, he really is making it that simple. That if he thought that there was somebody better at any position, they would make the change. If it was that simple to win a football game, to just change one position, he would have done it. Why? Because all he cares about is winning games. And that's why you have a good coach. I mean, really, that's that's what it's about. You have a very good coach who understands how to win football games. And again, like I said, don't think for one second that Arthur Smith is numb or or doesn't understand the deficiencies of Marcus Mariota. Of course he does. He's well-versed in how limited this guy is. Trying to create a scenario where the guy can be successful. And he'll go back to it. Had a chance to tie the game in the last possession. If I told you prior to the season starting through 10 games, In eight of them, the Falcons would have either won or had a chance to tie the game in the last possession. You would have said, I'll take it. So take it. So take it, fans. This is a really good coach, and he's really smart, and he knows what to do. You guys got to start trusting him a little more. Let the Desmond Ritter thing go. Seriously, let it go. It'll happen when it's supposed to happen. And when it's supposed to happen is when the Falcons have been officially eliminated from playoff contention. That's when it'll happen. It's really that simple. So stop asking for it. You're wasting your breath. And the narrative that that is being perpetuated by fans in the media is dumb. It's just dumb. It's it's a waste of your time. So understand what the situation is. Trust your coach because he's really good. And let the chips fall where they may. Speaking of chips, you like to gamble? Well, if you do. Go to betonline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including the NFL. Big upset last night by the Washington Commanders. Yeah, Eagles no longer undefeated. Uh, Not only that, you can get reviews of college football, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. It's all right there at Bet Online. They're the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting scores podcast. They've got you covered. The podcasts have a ton of great information. Listen to them every single week. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to find out more about the action that's happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. Uh, we got to get to a winning number here for the Atlanta Hawks. Plus, also, uh, Shovels of Wisdom and uh, what the College Football Playoff Committee will do tonight for the latest installment of the rankings. We'll get to that. I want to remind you guys to check out Locked on Falcons as well with my good buddy, Aaron Freeman. Thanks for making that your first listen every single day. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, the Atlanta Hawks last night with a big win on the road in Milwaukee which of course is Algonquin for the good land uh, if you don't know that by now uh, shame on you but anyway um they beat Milwaukee now twice in an 8 day span which is pretty awesome so now when you look at a big picture um they've beaten Milwaukee twice and Philadelphia once over the last 5 games i always talk about how it is important for them to build on it going forward because they have some tough games coming up that aside, something jumped out to me last night in the box score more than anything. Um, And I'm starting to think that this is something, and I said this in the beginning of the year that this individual um, would would be key, but in the box score last night, first of all, all five starters were in double figures. um, And they got some really, really good contributions uh, from Clint Capella and John Collins. Capella had a double-double at 19 and 10. Collins was 16 and 9. Uh, really, really good. Deontay Murray, his usual self. He was 19, 8 and 5. Trey Young, 21 points, nine assists. Still some bad shooting. Seven of 19, uh, two of five from three, a little bit better. But, you know, maybe I should change that narrative too, by the way. Uh, and that narrative simply is a. Uh, if the Hawks can win with Trey Young shooting this badly, well, guess what? They're going to be tough to beat. So beyond that, I want to get to DeAndre Hunter, who led all scorers last night with 24 points, went 6 of 15, um, and 10 of 10 from the free throw line. And it's the fifth time this year that DeAndre Hunter has scored at least 17 points in a game. Hawks are 4-1 and one in those games. The only loss came to Utah in a high-scoring affair. Um. Here's the thing. And I'm starting to realize this. I said before the year that, you know, DeAndre Hunter coming into the year, you know, was a guy who like kind of averaged about 12 or 13 points per game. Um in the shortened season of 2020, 2021, where he only played 23 games. He did average 15 points that game, but his two longer seasons where he played at least 50 games, 12.3 is his rookie year, 13.4 last year. Um, and this year he's at 15.6. But I said, we really want DeAndre Hunter around that high team number, 17, 18, 19. And while 17 kind of seems kind of arbitrary, but I just figured it was like the bottom floor offensively of where you want him to be on a routine basis. Because when he is, the Hawks are that much better. And I went back and looked at this. In the 63 games he played his rookie year, he scored at least 17 points 15 times. In the 23 games he played in year two, he scored 17 points 10 times. Last year in 53 games, he scored 17 points 16 times. Now, we're 14 games in, okay, and he's already done it five times. So he's well on pace to get way above that if he stays healthy and plays north of 70 games, um, he will be at 17 way more than his career high of 15 times. That means the Hawks are going to win more games. It's that simple. Getting scoring from DeAndre Hunter along with his defense changes this team dramatically, changes their offense, changes their defense, changes what they do, changes how teams play them, how they guard them, everything. And And for a guy who just got paid, you'd like to see him convert that success into on-the-court successes, right? I mean, to me, if you can get DeAndre Hunter to be a – 17, 18-point night guy. The rebounds and the assists I don't care about. Play good defense, give me 17 points a night. That changes things. So when Trey finally does get back to himself and he's he's shooting better than the 32% he's shooting right now, is that where he is? Let me just double-check, but it's somewhere in that range. I know he's shooting below 30% from three at this point in time. Um, 36%. I was close. No, wait, sorry. Where are we? 37%. 37%. He's shooting just 30% now from three after last night. So anyway, I say all that, that when Trey does get back to normal uh, and, and start shooting better, if you have another piece like Hunter, imagine what that's going to do between Hunter, Murray, and Trey. Now you have, you know, at the risk of making a bad comparison, you know, Warriors-like floor spacing uh, and the ability to move the ball around and shoot from anywhere you become increasingly hard to defend. And as great as Deontay Murray has been, to elevate the play of DeAndre Hunter means that this team gets to a whole nother stratosphere. It feels like that to me. It feels like if if uh, DeAndre Hunter can be that 17, 18-point guy, that all of a sudden we start to hit a different level of where this team could go, especially offensively. And what you've seen maybe is last year might be the outlier. I'd have to go back and double check. But, you know, last year, the final four teams that made the NBA Conference Finals were all, they were top five defensive teams. Is that an anomaly? Probably not. But, you know, to see all four of them be top five, there's usually a team that could sneak in there that isn't great on defense or just super great offensively. Well, the Hawks don't have to be super great on defense if their offense scores at the level it did last year and beyond that if they get another complimentary piece like DeAndre Hunter to fulfill that role, then yeah, I think that is something that, that absolutely changes this team. So it'll be interesting to watch. I hope he gets there. I genuinely do. Let's see how it goes. The Hawks still have a uh, couple of important games coming up against good opponents. Um, we talked about this stretch. They'll host the Celtics coming up on Wednesday night at uh at State Farm. So let's see how they bounce back there against one of the best in the East. All right. um, We got to get to Shovels of Wisdom here uh, in the college football playoff rankings. First a word from our friends at Built Bar Puffs. Guys, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs, you're just missing out. One of the tastiest, most delicious treats you can ever have. And here's the great part about it. Built has made all of this stuff healthy for you. But their new flavor, cookie dough chunk is off the charts. good. Real cookie dough chunks in it. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. It's only 160 calories. You get a whopping 15 grams of protein. It's chewy. It's delicious. It is amazing. These are the perfect snacks for in-between meals, at the office, on the go, you know, something late at night before you go to bed that you're hungry for but you don't want to overload. Built Bar Puffs and the cookie dough junk is perfect. Go to built.com. You can get a box for yourself, hide one in, uh, away from the kids, put one in the office desk, wherever you need them. Leave a couple in the car. Built.com is the place to go. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your first order. Again, Built.com and the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your first order of Built Bars. All right. uh, We are going to get to Shovels of Wisdom here in just a moment. I want to remind you guys that you need to subscribe to that YouTube channel. Get us to 5,000 subscribers. Haven't even been at this eight months here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, but you guys have been so great. Go to YouTube, click that subscribe button, tell a friend, do the same. A lot of great content here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. All the shows hitting hard, ATL day ones, you know, Locked On Falcons, Locked On Hawks, Braves postcasts. It's all right there, right on YouTube. All right, now time for shovels of wisdom. Brace yourselves because it's time for the shovel of wisdom. And you know how we do it every day. got to set somebody straight for saying we're doing something stupid. You can do so right here on my Twitter account, at Mark Zeno M-A-R-K-C-I-N-N-O. Just use the hashtag Shovel of Wisdom. Today, my shovel goes to Yasiel Puig. Okay. Uh, Yasiel is, uh, well, he probably going to jail soon. It ain't good. Uh, Yasiel Puig has agreed to plead guilty to a federal charge for lying to federal law enforcement officers about placing bets with an illegal sports gambling operation. Forget the gambling aspect of this whole thing. Here's what Puig did. Get this. Uh, on January 20, in January 2022, federal investigators interviewed Puig in the presence of his lawyer. During the interview, despite being warned that lying to federal agents is a crime, Puig lied several times. He falsely stated that he only knew Agent One from baseball that he never discussed gambling with him, when, in fact, we did discuss sports betting with him hundreds of times on the telephone via text message. <laughs> the, the agent showed Puig a copy of one of the cashier's checks that he used, I guess, to pay the guy. Uh, and he said, well, I don't, I don't know the person who instructed me to send $200,000 in cashier's checks. Puig also falsely stated he placed a bet online with an unknown person on an unknown website that resulted in a loss of $200,000. Puig also sent an audio message via WhatsApp in which he admitted the lying to federal agents during the interview. <sighs> yeah, man, listen, if you're going to lie to federal agents, you better go down and go down hard and take that to your grave with you, Yasio. I mean, uh, yeah, everything's on the record, bro. Especially if you're using WhatsApp and texting people. You don't text people, hey, uh, yeah, I just lied to federal agents. You know, that's probably not all that smart to do. But, again, neither here nor there. All right. Um, college football playoff committee going to get together tonight and they will come out with their new rankings um and yeah I, I don't expect much to uh shake up i think the one major um flip i would see or the one major change i think you get georgia ohio state michigan tcu is the top four as the 10-0 teams so that that's not going to change tennessee are coming at number five i believe usc will leapfrog lsu USC had a had a, scored fifty five and won and covered a big number against I forget who it was. It was a Friday night game anyway. LSU struggled and almost lost lost to Arkansas. So I could see the committee pumping USC up to number six, and especially now after Oregon's loss, that they have some uh, ability to uh, put USC there as the lone Pac twelve um, team that is really left that has a shot at the college football playoff. So. Um, yeah, I think that's the only real major change. I don't see anything else. I mean, does it really matter who is at 8, 9, and 10 at this point? I mean, LSU, theoretically, if they win out and beat Georgia, they'll likely get in. Although, again, I will tell you they're overrated. Told you that yesterday, said it on Twitter, and everybody comes at me because, you know, you know, they, they beat Alabama, whatever. Anyway, I shouldn't say whatever because beating Alabama is a big deal, but this is not a very good, sound Alabama team. Um, but but the logo matters. It always has, and it always will. Part of the reason why SC uh, would would end up making the college football playoff if they went out, I think, because of the logo on the side of the helmet. Because they'd love to have some USC and some Pac-12 representation in this thing. I don't think the Pac-12 has been in this thing since twenty eighteen or nineteen. Washington was the last one who made it. I forget what uh, what year it was, but it's been like three or four years since. We've last seen a Pac-12 team in there. So anyway, um, I think that's about it. You know, that that to me really is uh, the only change that we'll see in the college football playoff rankings. Could you theoretically bounce, you know, more flip-flop Michigan and Ohio State? Sure. Is there a reason to take TCU's win over Texas and make them three over Michigan? Maybe. At that point, you're just kind of, you know, doing it for appearances sake. Like there's, there's nothing about it that screams they one deserves anything over the other at this point in time. So just let it ride with where it is. I mean, to me, at least that makes the most sense. I wouldn't change any of that. But, you know, the College Football Playoff Committee will do what the College Football Playoff Committee does, which in short is exactly what they want to do. I am kind of curious though, and this is going to start to be interesting, that after you get to the top four, what are the remaining... What is it? Four teams that get New Year's six games or six teams. Is it total five games? Yeah. Ten teams. Uh, That I think is worthwhile and interesting because let's say, I mean, the loser of Ohio state, Michigan, if they, if the big 10 doesn't get two teams in is going to the Rose bowl, probably either again, if USC gets in, uh, it would be against Oregon or Utah. And if they, if they USC doesn't, then they will be the one who you get Ohio state, like USC or Michigan USC in the Rose bowl. Um, Yeah. I mean, if Tennessee gets left out, I'm trying to think of who they would play. I mean, could Tennessee and Clemson play each other? Is that an interesting matchup? Does that feel like if Tennessee gets left out, let's just say for argument's sake, Georgia runs the table, Ohio State runs the table, TCU runs the table, and USC runs the table. And those are your four teams. I mean, I suppose TCU versus Tennessee could be a really fun matchup to watch. Um, Alabama taking on, I don't know who like it's tough. Because this there's if Tennessee and LSU don't get in, um, You have three SEC teams all going to bowl games against other teams, and you still have the Rose Bowl to deal with. So somebody's going to get a a bowl game they didn't like or didn't expect to get. Anyway, be interesting to see how that goes. That's the only other part of the the college football playoff rankings that matter are the other bowl games that we see on New Year's, which, oh, by the way, are some of the best football out there, period. So anyway, uh, congrats to Michael Harris, Jr., Wins the MVP last night, or I'm sorry, Rookie of the Year, rather, last night. Uh, Well-deserved, and I, I read a couple of columns on, you know, uh, how impactful he really was. You guys know how much I love Spencer Strider, but I'm not mad at all that Strider didn't win it. Uh, Harris was was phenomenal. And and the, the real thing here is that, you know, there are Rookie of the Years that go on to be like Derek Jeter and, and become Hall of Famers, and then there are Rookie of the Years who go on to have okay careers like Eric Karo's. Disrespect, Eric Harris, wherever you are. Um, I just always worry about putting expectations on a young man um that still is so, so young and has so many good years ahead of him that all of a sudden he starts to buckle under the pressure of those expectations. To me, that's always something concerning. But all that said, I think in general, it is uh it's one of those deals where you you can't stop the expectations from coming. When you play that well, everyone's going to expect you to do the, you do a very, very good job. So, uh, again, congrats to Michael Harris. Let's see where the rest of this Braves offseason goes and whether Dansby Swanson is back at Truist Park next summer. Remind you guys to take a listen to Locked On Falcons, and thanks for making it your first listen every single day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, the take of the day. It's all right there. It's available on the Odyssey app YouTube. And wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe to our YouTube channel, get us to those 5,000 subscribers as soon as possible. We appreciate the love and the support. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Zeno. Follow the entire network at locked on ATL. We're back tomorrow for a Wednesday edition. You guys have a great day. Don't take any crap from anybody. See you.